Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Satch Talks. Today's episode is going to be short and brief um, because, if I'm honest, I haven't had the time to um, do a proper episode. Uh, finishing work quite late for Christmas this year. Um, so I'm going to have a, a, a brief rundown of all our previous matches and results my personal opinions and everything, and it's going to be a brief Christmas episode of Satch Talks. Going to get into as much detail as I can, um, and as I will reiterate, the podcast is not finished. I'm still doing it. I'm still committed and determined and motivated on bringing good podcasts for you and everyone else who enjoys listening to my podcast. Um, it's just like I said, um, with work and my personal life, it's took, took an over the podcast recently and now I've got quite a lot of time on my hands with Christmas and New Year. I'm going to be getting into it a lot more and come the New Year, the, um, the schedule for uploads will be better. Um, and I do promise that, but getting into it, um, the Club World Cup Obviously, this week, um, 3-0, I think that's pretty good, you know, um, against Uara Red Diamonds. I think we was all kind of expecting a good result. Um, I think Kovacic looked very promising from the start and from the get-go. Um, nice to see, because I feel like recently he hasn't really been performing to standards. And in a way, I hate saying this, the whole team haven't really, you know, um, to end up letting a two-goal lead slip against Palace at home on Saturday. It's not Manchester City standards. Um and people could keep using the excuse of that it's not because we've got Kevin De Bruyne. But I think with the team we've got and the team we've got on that pitch and everything, we should still be able to pick up three points against Palace and not drop points against them because we have Albeit how poor we've been playing recently, um, we've still, albeit, got a very good position in the table, given our form. Um, We're five points off top, and the two top teams this weekend end up playing against each other, Liverpool and Arsenal. Um, So, listen, I've reiterated time and time again, I'm not worried. I'm still not worried now. Um... Because once we do get Kevin De Bruyne back, he's now in training. Erling Haaland is back in training. Jeremy Doku is back in training. We'll blitz the league. Uh, I mean, blitzing the league might be a bit strong, but you know where I'm coming from. I feel like we've got a pretty strong case to go on a good title charge and make history with four in a row. Um, I, um, you know... it. People have been getting so negative about the current situation. And for me, it's not terrible. It really ain't that bad. I mean, yeah, I know losing to Villa won't great. Drawing to um, Spurs, Chelsea um, and uh, Palace ain't ain't ideal. It's not ideal at all. But um, when you win the treble, it's, it's, it's... a hard thing to do, which obviously only one other team than us has done. And 
we didn't get much of a break. I ain't making excuses here, but you've got to give it to the players because we started off quite well this season, but injuries have kind of really done us a little bit. So I feel like win the Club World Cup tomorrow in Saudi, come back against Everton with a lot of momentum, pick up the three points... And we're rolling. We're back in action. Those those three points against Everton are a must because Everton and Goodison Park, especially now, has become a fortress, and they're really using their supporters as the twelfth man because being deducted ten points ain't ideal. But they have managed to get them back very very easily, and I wouldn't be half surprised if they ended up picking up three points against us or getting a draw. Um, given their recent form, because Sean Dyche is doing something special at that club. And if they can see a wound, they will attack it, because that's how they come across at the minute. Everton, they didn't play nice football, but they play football that does the job. Um, Not very aesthetically pleasing on the eye, but like I said, again, it's getting results and it's grinding out the results that they need. So... They'll be licking their lips, I think, when they see Manchester City come to Goodison Park. But, like I said, all we need is that spur and that momentum. And I feel like winning the Club World Cup can do that. But it could also fatigue us. So, you know, I I, I, I haven't been looking into stuff like this too much. But I see it all on Twitter. I see it on Instagram and YouTube. People talking about Man City being in a crisis. But we're not. We're really not in a crisis, you know. If you want to, if you want to say and see what a crisis is, just simply look at Old Trafford, look at the United fans. They are in a crisis at the minute. We are doing very well. Um, we can't expect to be winning year after year after year without hitting a little bit of a rocky patch, you know. Um, but if if there is anything to blame on this little bit of dip in form, then yeah, it's going to be the loss of Kevin De Bruyne, which I feel like is our fault anyway, because rumour has it, um, De Bruyne wanted to have the surgery um, after the Champions League final, but City wanted to keep him playing and keep him moving. They gave him some cortisone injections to make him fine, and he had therapy... And he was just resting up with rehab, which isn't what he needed. If he got the operation done after the Champions League final, we could have had him back before now, probably. Um, but I feel like that's, their, that's City's fault at the end of the day. Um, so it's like, I, it's like I said before, the only people that are going to stop Man City this season from winning the league is ourselves and so far we have been the ones to cause all of this you know um selling Gundogan I think now people are only just starting to realize the importance Ilkay Gundogan had on this team a player of his ilk and magnitude his impact on our team was just second to none um you could bring him on as a sub, you could start him and he'll be there. That FA Cup final, it'll probably go down as one of the best individual performances in English football as a whole. Or just football as football as a complete whole in general. Um, 
to score in 13 seconds in the FA Cup final with an incredible volley and then to do it again to get the winner. Just sublime against your your rivals, Man United. It does not get better than that. And just to let him go, I, I honestly do not, to this day, still understand why we let Gundogan go. Um, and we ended up re-signing Kyle Walker, who is exactly the same age. And if... I don't like being negative about the players, but he hasn't really been up to speed at the minute. Um, to it, I just feel like we massively messed up. I don't often say this about City because their business is always tip top and always sharp, always never, ne- never. They ne- we never miss a beat, but I do feel like we have really made a massive, massive, massive mistake getting rid of Gundogan um, because you then bringing your vet we then got Calvin Phillips as well which I <laughs> don't get me started on that as well because we've got him we all know what's going to happen he's he's leaving in January it was a pointless window shop summer signing um, saw him play well in the Euros so we thought we'd jump on the bandwagon and get him little did we know that he was going to be crap for us um, don't like talking like that about players because I don't think it's very fair. But in my opinion, I feel like it's an accurate representation of what I can see. Um, and unfortunately, Phillips just ain't cut out. He's not cut out for the City style. Um, like, you, you see him play, we see him play um, briefly... This week in the Club World Cup, um, he played against Wolves. He played in the Champions League recently. And he's just always giving the ball away. He's always seems to be involved in conceding goals. He just seems so out of place in this team. It's just, um, it's, I, I just can't believe it, you know. But then you put him in an England team and somehow he looks all right. Um, but I feel like, again, this one's on City for thinking with our, the, the purse and the wallet more than going into detail on how good this player could be because we just throw money at people left, right and centre and I feel like we have at the minute and it's bit us on the ass um, because we could have just kept Gundogan, got rid of Calvin Phillips and that would have sorted itself out, you know? But instead we decided to get rid of Gundogan, Riyad Mahrez and like I said, you get rid of just one of those players, it's going to bite you on the ass. let alone two of them, Mares and Gundogan. It, 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 it's somehow, someway, eventually going to end up creeping up on us. And I feel like it has, you know. And I'll admit it, I will admit it, losing Ilkay Gundogan has been a massive loss. But then to have Kevin De Bruyne go out to injury, it just piles it up even more, the, the loss... And the players that we've got out and lost to other clubs. Um, so, which brings me on to my other thing about the January transfer window. I do feel like it is quite crucial that we do do good business. Um, I did see briefly this week that Barcelona have made a point of saying all their players are going to be up for transfer. Um, and they're not going to be turning down any offers. But if it's up to me, I'd be saying to City, or I would be, if I'm City, 
going back in for Gundogan and getting him back to City because clearly something ain't right at the minute and he was the man, if anyone could sort something out, he could get in that midfield, do his magic and he would get that game by the scruff of the neck. Um, and that's what that's what we're missing. Other than Kevin De Bruyne, that's what we're missing because... He had the creative ability that um, we need as well. Because without having De Bruyne at the minute, like I said, we struggle. We struggle to create for the big man in Haaland. And Gundogan was the only other guy who I feel could do that. He could make those intuitive intuitive balls through to Haaland, um, as well as De Bruyne. And those long-range diagonals across to to Erlin. But I feel like yeah, like I said, I'm not gonna go on about it anymore. I feel like we have massively messed up in getting rid of Gundawan. Every City fan will probably agree with me. Um who like is pretty, who who knows what they're talking about will probably agree. Um or who has any common sense will agree that getting rid of Gundawan was a huge mistake. Um but they Clearly think they made the right move um, because I feel like he wanted to stay. A lot of people have been saying that he was planned on staying, but City didn't want to offer him the contract and offer him the, the deal, um, which is a massive shame. And as you can tell, it's one that has massively upset me. And I don't think it's it, we're going to get over it, you know. Um, losing him, it's not good. But like I said... We move, we move on with Manchester City and we look ahead. Um, this, this season is far from over, you know. Um, we're not losing out on anything just yet. Yeah, we've dropped some points here and there, but like I said, we're fourth in the, fourth in the table and five points off top. So... Given our results recently, things could be a hell of a lot worse than they already are. So I feel like people just need to sit back, have a beer, relax and just thank Pep for everything he's done recently. Because if this was it and if it was all over, it, it you honestly cannot complain about anything. But it's not, which is what I'm trying to get at. People need to just be a lot more appreciative and realistic with our expectations because... You can't win every game. Winning every single game is impossible. And people need to realise that. These footballers are human. And albeit, I know they get paid a hell of a lot of money to do what they do, but to be in so many different competitions at one time, FA Cup, Champions League, Premier League, rotating, travelling to different places, it takes it out on your body. Only having like a month and a half's rest or just a month months rest after winning a treble to then go but going back into the season at 100 percent level it's hard to do and especially now with all the other teams everyone in the premier league has got better there's no denying that everyone in the league's got better and everyone seems to be taking it to city a lot more and they're not afraid to attack us and actually give us the game and bring the game to us whereas previously like a few seasons ago or such teams were quite happy to sit back and just defend for the whole game and park the bus whereas now 
I feel like because we've started to concede a lot more, teams start to think that it's a lot more possible and it's a lot more... There's a higher chance of scoring against Manchester City and possibly even getting a result at the Etihad or against them, whether it be home or away. Um, so I do feel like that is something teams coming to us at the Etihad or when teams play at their home ground, they definitely don't fear us anymore. Because it's like it's like all our re- recent games recently. No team has just sat back. They just take the game to us. Because I feel like with Kevin De Bruyne, pe- teams don't play that openly and teams don't play that freely. Because once you make one wrong pass, that's it. We'll cut you open, you know? Because teams used to be so scared of playing out because it could expose you to City then punishing you with four or five. Um but what I know once we get De Bruyne back, it's going to be, or I I hope anyway, I'm not getting too confident, I, but I just hope um, it changes things around and turns things around. Because at the minute, like, like I said, this isn't like the standards we expect, but I guess winning so much your standards then eventually become so high. But we've got to be realistic. Like I've said just a minute ago, any other football team in the country would give a left arm or left leg to have half the results we get and any of our accolades. So you just got to be appreciative. you got to be thankful for everything we've got because, like I said, you never know when the carpet is going to be pulled from underneath us eventually or if it would to, be, if it would to happen with all this FFP bollocks so, so you've got to enjoy it and just drink it in um not that i think it'll happen but like i said you've got to appreciate it but um yeah it's just for me i think when we come back from this club world cup in my personal opinion i think we will have a bit of momentum um to carry us forward into the new year and like i said I th- I think going into this run now, um, with the Christmas period being very heavily congested with fixtures, um, I think knowing that we're going to have a few games in hand in the league is quite good because no matter how many points Arsenal or Liverpool go ahead, there's still going to be that question mark and asterisks above them that Manchester City have a game or two in hand on them. Um, so... I do feel like we can pick up some momentum here, especially if we win the Club World Cup. The players are going to be on a high. Obviously, they get a few days break for Christmas and back to it, Goodison. We need to start off as we mean to go on at Goodison Park, get a nice result. It's going to be tough. The crowd are going to be on us. But I I, I think City should be able to get it because, like I said, if we win tomorrow against... um, Fluminese, we should give us it should give us the momentum to then take it on into the league. Um I hope. But then obviously this week in the Champions League we ended up getting our uh round of sixteen draw against Copenhagen. Again, people complaining about it, saying City get the easy draws all the time. Well, I'm sorry, that's what happens when you win the group. That's what happens when you end up winning every game in your group and topping it. You end up getting a more, I'm not going to say easier, 
but you get a uh let's say a draw that's less that's that's more kinder to you rather than getting a Bayern Munich straight away. So it's a lot kinder to us, this draw, because let's be honest, we beat them last season on our route to the treble. And I'm pretty sure we'll do it again. Um because this isn't till February. So it's a very interesting draw. Uh to all the other fixtures, but like I said, I, I, I can't see us losing this. Um because I'm pretty sure by then we should have Kevin De Bruyne back in February. The fact he's already in training now fills me with confidence because our next big fixtures aren't, I think, probably until the 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 running, the business end of the season. So like February through to uh April, May time. So we just gotta be happy at the minute. Like I like I know. It's not the results everybody's hoping and wishing for. But, like I said, we could be Manchester United, which I know we're not, but they have something to complain about because they they aren't doing very well. We are just coming off the back of a treble and we've had a few draws and a couple of losses recently. We're not in a crisis, you know? So I'll keep reiterating that and I'll keep backing... Back in the boys to the moon, if you pardon the pun. <laughs> but um, never ever do I want to see people talk ne- negatively about City. Um, I know I might have said a few things just now, but it's only stuff that I mean for criticism um, because I know how good we can be. Um, and I, I, I always say it with, I say it with good intention as well. Um, it's not like I'm saying it because I hate what we're doing or I don't think what we're doing is work, working. It's like I trust everything Pep's doing. I trust everything this team and the back room and the managers and the owners are doing because look what they've delivered us recently. They've delivered us the best thing a club or any football club could achieve. Um, so who am I to dispute anything they have in plan, in mind? Who are we to disagree with anything they're doing at the minute? Because if that bold man has a plan, who are we to disagree or judge? You know, that's 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 my view on it. You know, and I feel like rotation, squad rotation, is going to become very vital going into the new year. Because, like I said, the fixture congestion starts to become a bit more of a problem. FA Cup ties, Champions League, midweek Premier League games, half 12 kickoffs on a Saturday. All these things come into mind. And obviously, like January, February time, maybe March, cold weather in the UK can be an issue. Players getting injuries. We've got to be on top of uh, squad rotation. So, like I said, I think the January transfer window, I think we've got to dip into it. I don't think we need to go too mad, but I think a midfielder, I think, is definitely needed. Um, a fallback as well, maybe. But I don't think attacking-wise, we really need to touch it because I feel like we're sorted. You know, we got Grealish, we got Foden, Doku, Haaland, Alvarez. Um, but I feel like we need backup for if De Bruyne gets injured again. Because now we lost Gundogan, we need someone who can fill in that space for, for when De Bruyne... 
eventually or if he does so happen to get injured again or f when he does leave. Um, people are saying that could be Kovacic, but at the minute I just can't see it. Um, I want it to be Foden. He has been given more freedom lately and given the reins of that midfield role, which he's been doing sensational at. But I feel like Pep's still, Pep's still wanting him to roam about, you know, and I think until we can point the finger on that one person who can fill that gap of Kevin De Bruyne, which not many people can, or if any, if anything, no one can, I think we're just going to be doing what we're doing now. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm going to end it here, I think. Um, I am going to be doing another one, but this is going to be the last one before Christmas. Um, I wanted to make sure I got one done because... Otherwise, it would have annoyed me not having done a podcast before Christmas. Um, but yeah, I am going to be doing one probably leading up to the Everton game and a reaction. And the videos for YouTube are probably going to, probably going to be coming back. Um, so like I said, if you have enjoyed it, uh, please be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Spotify. Like I said, it does massively help. Um, and all the people who have decided to listen to me this past year... I just want to say thank you because without you, I, w I wouldn't be doing this, you know. Um, I know I don't have a lot of people following this, but it's something I enjoy and it's something I, I love doing. Um, I just wish I could do it more. And I apologise if my consistency for a podcast hasn't been that great. Um, but it's something I do promise. I guess it could be my New Year's resolution um new year's revolution resolution <laughs> what am i on about <laughs> i've been talking for too long um my new year's resolution i guess it could be to commit myself more to making more of a conscious effort to be more consistent with the podcast and not let work get in the way but um i am going to be doing a lot more of it i want to get the videos on youtube going a lot more because i got a good groove of that i'm planning to do better thumbnails and really push the Instagram page because I'm up to over 3,000 followers somehow. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you, like I said, to everybody who has decided to follow, like, listen, share anything by supporting me this past year um, on this incredible journey we've all been on together of Manchester City achieving the treble. You know, it's been such a good year and... I, I didn't think I was going to be still doing podcasting because I only done it for a bit of fun. But when I realised quite a lot of people enjoyed listening to it, it it gave me that bit of motivation to carry on and doing it more. So I just want to say it does mean a lot. It means a hell of a lot knowing I've got people listening and people who enjoy. So to all you people who have been listening, thank you. And I hope you have a very, very good Christmas and a happy new year. Um, this is Ollie from Satch Talks signing out for Christmas. Um, and remember, City of the Treble Winners, we are the best team in the world. But yeah, have a good Christmas, everyone. Lots of love, Ollie from Satch Talks. MCFC, okay.